0: Hi, I'm Kristen Winfrey, and I'm so excited you're here with me today. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about the life you wish you had? Yeah, me too. Well, for many years, I felt stuck and I thought those dreams would only ever be just daydreams. Today, I now run a thriving six-figure virtual business that allows me to have the freedom to work and live from anywhere. I also teach others how to grow and operate a successful TC business of their very own. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and application, then this is the podcast for you. In here, we discuss business, dreams, goals, and everything in between. Welcome to the Not Just a Daydream podcast. Hey there, friend. I've got something special to share with you today. Have you ever wondered if there was a career where you could work from home and still make a great income? Well, guess what? There is, and it's called Becoming a Transaction Coordinator. I know that this is such a powerful career for so many people that I want to share the opportunity that I have been given with as many people as possible. That's why I've created the TC Quiz. It's a fun way to explore if becoming a transaction coordinator might be the perfect fit for you. Imagine having the flexibility to work from home and enjoying the financial rewards. So head on over to christywinfrey.com backslash TC Quiz. And start exploring your journey towards an amazing home based career. It's all about making your dreams a reality one step at a time. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to today's show. Today I have the honor of interviewing Taylor Trost, and she has a really cool story. So I'm gonna introduce Taylor and uh, let her take it away. So welcome to the show, Taylor.
1: Hi, thank you so much. I'm happy to be here talking with your audience and chatting with you, Christy. So thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So I know a little bit about your background, but um, kind of fill us in, you know, um, go ahead and tell it, share your story and I won't give away, you know, like what you're doing now and where you came (laughs) from. So I'll let you just uh, intrigue the guest.
1: Yeah, awesome. That sounds great. So my name is Taylor, and I live in a little city of Manitowoc, Wisconsin, where we love our cheese. Um, I am married to my husband. We're going on actually just our first anniversary is coming up here in about two months. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We've got two dogs and a cat and all that fun stuff. But um, kind of why I'm here and what's going on with my journey, I was a teacher for seven years. Um, I also have my master's degree in teacher leadership. However, I just, um, I wasn't really happy. I was kind of losing my passion, lacking energy, you know, it becomes the end of the school day and I just wanted to go home and sleep. Um, And my husband and I, God willing, would love to start a family. And it was kind of getting to the point in my mind where, oh my goodness, like, I'm giving everybody else my energy and my time, and that makes me sad thinking about you know not having enough to give when I get home. Right. Um, and so I saw an ad, and um, I'll get into that in a little bit. But basically, I started freelancing, and about, I think it was like five months after I started um, my freelance business, I resigned from my full-time job and here I am.
0: <laughs> that's amazing. So it, by that fifth month or the, within the five months, were you already making as much as you were as a teacher? So you felt confident, you know, re- resigning?
1: So it's kind of an interesting question because, you know, that's what a lot of people, you know, their goal is and things like that. And I did have an income goal to hit by a certain date. Um, But being a teacher, I wanted to give my school enough time to replace Mm -hmm. me. So I actually resigned before I hit my income goal. Um, And honestly, for me, so as I said, I am now married. um, So I'm not the only income. So, of course, my story can vary from others. But um, for me, I was making pretty decent money in teaching with my master's degree. And so the money wasn't really um, the only reason Or the biggest reason why I left. So I felt okay with the level I was at, the speed of you know the growth of my business. That I was confident. You know, this is the time, do it and
0: go from there. Right. Yeah, I love that because um, sometimes you may not be in that, you may not have hit that goal. But if you can see that you're on the track to hit the goal, um, and have that you know good enough feeling to step out, then why wait? If uh, if you financially can afford to do so, um, tell exactly. us a little bit about um, you know kind of the the teaching side of things before. Like, what was it that finally got you to decide? Okay, I just. Can't do this anymore. I, I'm a former teacher, and I taught three years oh, of yes. eighth, eighth grade math. Um. So <laughs> hey, what, I
1: love math. That's awesome.
0: I did too, but not you know most children do not. Um. Yes. What t- what subject did you teach?
1: I taught fourth grade. So okay. all the subjects.
0: Okay, awesome. I wanted to do the younger ones, and it's just so hard. It was so hard to find a job, you know, in the uh, mm. elementary grade age, but, um. But I think, you know, probably a lot of our listeners are, you know, might be coming from the teacher realm and they probably had some of the same struggles that you and I had. So, so what are some of those things and like, what was that deciding factor for you?
1: Yeah. So I honestly, I, for the past few years um, before resigning, I, I was kind of wanting to get out. Um, But you know, so many of us, right. Comfortability is is where it's at, right? We think, right. okay, I hate this, but it's easy for lack of a better word. So we just stay, um, because we know what to expect and we, we have the income to rely on and we have the, the benefits and things like that. Right. But, right. um, for me, as I said, I had kind of wanted to leave for a while, but I I was kind of job searching, but I wasn't every few, you know, at the end of the school year, I would look from right. spring for things. And, um, This, the year that I ended up resigning, actually, I wasn't even looking, but a Facebook ad showed up on my Instagram and I know God works in mysterious ways. And like Mm -hmm. that ad showed up on my page for a reason. Um, it was parent teacher conference week. And so, you know, that's like a super stressful, busy week. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So at my school, we would teach that full week, but then the evenings of Tuesday and Thursday, we would have conferences. So it was super busy. And then that Wednesday was going to be when this, this free training was um, for a program where they would teach you how to start freelancing. And I thought, hey, this sounds great. I'm going to go listen and just see what happens. I took a million pages of notes. I think it was five front and back, to be honest with you, and um, realized I should give it a shot. Um, but really the reason, you know, why I wanted to purchase that course and give freelancing a shot was, you know, I want to have freedom and um, mm. how my days look and yeah. I want to be able to do what I want, go where I please, and honestly just use my passions and my gifts in in the way that I think I'm supposed to be using them. And I was just feeling so frustrated in, in the teaching world, you know, of being, being told, <laughs> everything, you know, your whole schedule is dictated and, and things like that. So.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I can, um, definitely resonate with that for sure. I, I love teaching and I love the children. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, there were definitely uh, a lot of good and bad days, you know, especially with that age, it's it's a lot more classroom management than teaching.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um,
0: And I remember whenever I was going through to get my certification for teaching, they're like, the main thing you really have to know is classroom management. And I I do think that's true. Um, So yeah, I think just like you, I would come home just completely exhausted by the end of the day. But then you still had more stuff to do. Um, You know, you had to grade papers and um, prepare for the next lesson plan. And so uh, teachers work so incredibly hard for the the, the amount they get paid. And even though they they have summers summer's off and holidays and stuff, it's still not like a, a full break you're pre- you're preparing for next year. And, um, oh, yeah. so yeah, I, I totally agree with you of like wanting to own your time, own your schedule, have more energy in your life. And, um, like you said, you're, you are already thinking ahead of about you and your husband want to have children. So you do, I'm sure that was another driving factor of like, you wanted to have something that you could be a mom.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. And, and also the timing of it was like, hey, right now, it's just my husband and I and we don't have the children yet. You know, I I feel very fortunate for the timing that I jumped in. Um, The course I took, it was, you know, it was aimed at at moms because a lot of moms they start having children from what I hear and you know they want that time with them. Um so I do feel very grateful that I kind of got a jumpstart on that. And I thought, hey, why not do it now? Right? Like I don't need to wait, you know, until I have the children to do it. Um so I, I got to start start early and that, that I think took a little pressure off actually for me too is hey, it's just the two of us, you know, but if it goes wrong, well, you know,
0: find yeah. something else. Yeah, that's very true. And I mean, it could have changed your circumstances when you do have a baby. If, if you were trying to, um, trying to start the freelancing business at that point, it might've actually kept you in your teaching position longer because now it's a little bit more risky.
1: Right. Right. For sure.
0: Um, so tell us a little bit about, um, you know, your transition to freelance freelancing, what did that look like? And, um, this isn't something that I had actually sent you a question on, but you know, was it pretty easy to get started as far as like financially having to put a lot of money up front to get to get into it? And um, what type of freelancing do you do?
1: Yeah, sure. So first of all, to get started, um, it was for me. It depends on you know, is it a high cost or not? At first, I'm like, ooh, I am supposed to be saving every dime I make right now because I was getting married in the fall, so not a time to make big purchases, right? Um, but it can cost, I think as much or as little as you want. Um, I purchased a course that taught me everything. So I didn't have to just DIY starting my business and, and learning, you know, all the ropes of freelancing. And so I purchased a course for just under a thousand dollars, um, which felt super scary of an investment. But looking back, I mean, I, you know, I made that money back in, in like no time, um, so that investment was really quite small when I look back on it. Um, but how I got started, I started as a virtual assistant, um, because I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I'm a super organized person. Um, and a little OCD and (laughs) perfectionist here. Same here. Uh Yeah. yeah. So I started off as a virtual assistant, just doing miscellaneous tasks, tasks for clients. Um, helping manage their email inbox, creating social media posts. Um, I worked with a teacher pay teacher seller. So creating um, resources for them and editing nice. it and, and posting it. Yeah, so that was really fun. Um, so just kind of a wide array of, of tasks and work that I was doing. And then I realized that I had more to give and I kind of wanted to up level my services and make a higher rate and things like that. Um, so I purchased another program and was going to kind of shift gears to marketing. Um, but actually, after purchasing that course, I, I just didn't really feel prepared um, and ready to start offering that. So I learned a lot in that course, um, but I just continued on as a virtual assistant. And then um, eventually I was realizing how much strategy I was offering to my clients. Um, they were asking me for a lot more input on, you know, what to do for their businesses and is this okay? Um, when should I send this kind of email? How do I say this? How can I make more money? Like things like that. And that's a little bit more than the job description as of a virtual assistant. Um, so I got into online business management, um, and that was earlier this year in 2023, the start of this year. And I took a course to help me really level up my skills there. So offering project management, systems management, team management, um, kind of all of that overseeing things that are needed in the business, but that the, the CEO, you know, didn't get into business to do those things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I um, I trans- transitioned into that. Um, and then as the months kind of went on, um, I have a couple different titles with my clients. So I'm, I'm booked out. Um, I, yes, I have replaced my teaching salary, you know, since, since I resigned. Um, and that
0: was really a year ago, year and a half ago. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. A
1: year ago I resigned. Yep. Yeah. I resigned, um, last July and, um, we are now, um, in August of the following year. So, yeah, That's um, awesome. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, So I have a couple different titles, as I was saying. Um, So depending on on the client, right, they have different needs. They're looking for different things. So for some clients, I'm a virtual assistant. For some, I'm their OBM, their online business manager. Um, One of my clients, I am the director of student success. And um, that's actually in the freelance program I took um, to get my business started. Yeah, and it's awesome. And, and through there, um, I just really love being able to, I sometimes hop on her coaching calls when she's unavailable. And I love doing that. Um, and then I help in the Facebook group with the new freelancers helping kind of direct their questions, um, you know, and guide them through their their starting steps. And I really, really do enjoy that. So, Um, because of that, I'm actually going to be launching, um, a group coaching program this fall. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, being a former teacher, I still love to teach, right. I'm passionate about that, serving others. And I think my freelancing journey and my experiences, the courses I've taken, I, I just have so much that I can help, you know, other freelancers kind of level up and get to, you know, the next, the next step in their business.
0: Absolutely. Uh, so, tell us a little bit about that group coaching. What will that look like?
1: Sure. Yeah. So, it's going to be a six month group coaching program. Um, so, as I said, it's going to be for freelancers who've already started their business, um, but maybe are working too much. You know, they're not they're not being paid enough. Um and things like that. And it will be six months of weekly coaching calls. So we will get on Zoom together with the group, whoever can make it at that time each week. Um, and I will coach them through um helping them raise their rates or um create new offers. Um, because for me I struggled in that and and what do I want to offer? Mm-hmm. Um and I thought I just had to keep purchasing more programs and, and gain more knowledge and and looking back, I realized. I have it already. I have so many skills and knowledge yeah. um, and you know, so I will be helping coach them through kind of creating the new offers. What, what should they be doing? How can they offer different things to make more money and, you know, free up that space in their calendar mm-hmm. that they want. Um, so six months group coaching calls, we'll have um, a Slack channel where I can answer their messages throughout the week when we're not on the call. Um, and then there will be an online portal with um, some trainings for them to watch prior to the live coaching that we do together.
0: Awesome. Um, and do you plan on having um, like a, only accepting a certain amount of students? So is it kind of spaces is limited?
1: Yes, so that's that's the thing i'm I'm aiming at under twenty. Um under 20 women, um, just because I do want to be able to fully give you know each and every person that attention and the time that they want and need to really grow their business. So although um, you know, it will be open enrollment, um ladies can join when, when they're ready. Um we'll we'll kind of keep it at that that number where okay, until you know, people are phasing out, there may be, you know, a time where enrollment is paused if we're, if we're too full.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I mean, I think having a intimate setting like that, uh, with a smaller group is, um, is really good and more manageable. You can, you know, get to everybody's questions like you're saying. And it sounds like you have gotten very, uh, n- niched or niched. I don't know
1: what the yeah, right word is there, right. but yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, in your business, and it sounds like you'll really help your students be able to do that as well. And I've always heard the more um, niche you get, you know, some people feel like that's very limiting, but you will actually do more business and, and make more money if you can get very specialized.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. And um, that, as I said, was one thing that that I struggled was with, you know, being able to find who do I like working for? What kind of work do I really like? So I'm excited right. to be able to help other you know, other women kind of figure that out too now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it's like trial and error, right? You know, you do something, you're like, Oh, that's not really something I enjoy, or that's (laughs) not my zone of genius. Um, And so um, I always encourage everybody, you know, just try it, see if you like it, you may not, but you know what, you got some, you picked up some kind of experience. And like you said, you took all these courses, but then you also realize like, I already have these skills. And um, I don't know if you listen to Amy Porterfield's podcast, but she'll say so much, like, you just need that 10% edge, you know, if you 10% better than, um, or more knowledgeable than your students, then you've got value to add to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what um, uh, my business coach actually, you know, tells me is that, hey, you, you know, you started your business here, your life here, your journey started here. You're here now, Taylor. So everybody else in between that gap, they've got so much to learn from you, and, and I think that's important to be able to to give back and help them get you know get there.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, you know, I've, I've heard the term a lot about like great resignation, right? And people um, people quitting their jobs, and but I don't think it's necessarily people just quitting their jobs. They're they're looking for jobs like yours and mine where they have yeah. more flexibility and freedom and can work from home and truly create the life that they want and not just, um, you know, get in a job and, and be tied to it. Especially, you know, our grandparents probably would have been like, what are y'all doing? Every time I saw my grandparents, they were like, what are you doing now? Christy? I'm like, same thing I was doing like six years ago. I'm still running my business, but they just don't understand because it's so different than, you know, what they would have grown up in. And, um, and they would have stayed in that job for 40 years, you know? And now it's like, well, just like we said earlier, just try it. If you don't like it, do do something else. But the world is full yeah, of opportunities.
1: And, oh, I agree for sure. And like my mother and I are very close. And so she she does a very good job of, you know, kind of keeping her opinions to herself. If she can tell, you know, it's not what you want to hear or what mm-hmm. you need to hear, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we... we are a family that really has a strong faith and so she knows that God was going to you know take me where I need to be and, and help me if I, I fall right but um, when I was first starting you know speaking of grandparents but my mother she I could tell she was pretty hesitant like you know are you gonna make enough money are you gonna land clients you know right. um, Taylor you need insurance you need this you need that um, and The thing was, though, she, you know, she's at a job where she's unhappy. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of helps her, you know, have that confidence in me and that excitement to just just do it. You know, Mm -hmm. she she's had a goal. You know, someday she doesn't want to start a business. And my goal is to help her do that. Um, She wants to start a Christian bookstore. Oh, very Uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think her kind of fear and you know, anxiety of, of starting something and, and sadness of being stuck, you know, uh, where she's at, um, kind of helps her give me that push and and excitement Mm -hmm. for me to, yeah, just figure out because you're not getting younger. Right. So why not get right.
0: Right. Absolutely. I think that's so cool. Um, that like you're helping inspire her too. And I I think it's really important to, um, to know who to share your, your goals and dreams with, because whenever you are stepping out and doing something like this, where it's not a, it's not necessarily a secure job, it's riskier. Um, there are going to be people in your life who unintentionally might, um, you know, pour water on your flame and not mean to, it's just like, they love you. They want to protect you. And, um, I think it's really important to just don't let, people's protection create discouragement because then it could completely stop you from what you were meant to do and what you felt like God was leading you to do and what he had spoken on your heart. And um and so I have a situation, you know, kind of a story like that too. My my parents always want to protect me and want to make sure that I'm, you know, I can make enough money and and support yeah. myself and etc., you know, but but now after they have seen my success with my business, I was actually able to turn around and teach my mom how to do my business, um, the transaction coordination business. Help her set up her own business, and now she is doing that. She has her own little TC business, and she's making more money than she has working for anybody else. Like her whole sixty-something oh, years.
1: That's so, incredible. Oh
0: yeah, it's just it's cool to <sighs> to be able to turn around and give back. And like you said, you you're, you're encur- encouraging your mom, and then she's also encouraging you to keep pursuing this dream. And, uh, yeah. And it's just because, you know, you're listening to what God spoke in your heart.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So, um, so I'm sure when you have multiple clients and you're doing different services for a different client, sometimes that can be hard to like stay organized. And, um, so tell us like, how do you, how do you structure your day and how do you stay organized, um, to be able to do that?
1: Yeah so I um am the queen of organization as I as I like to call myself but um time blocking is huge um I know a lot of people have heard of it, um, but basically my calendar is all blocked out for which client I am doing my work for. So different clients, you know, are they purchase hourly packages of work with me and others. It's just this is the kind of work I'm doing for you each month and, and it doesn't matter the time it takes. Um, but I block out my weeks for each client and, of course, different colors for each client um, to keep things straight. Um, but then I make sure that I'm not, um, you know, looking at notifications, having Mm -hmm. different browsers for different clients open, um, things like that. Um, and even, um, I know you asked about, you know, how do I keep the work kind of organized between the different clients, but even as far as outside of the work for all of these clients, um. A big thing for me that helps is that I don't have notifications turned on. So I have my, my working day, my working hours. And then um, I use Slack with the majority of my clients. That's where we communicate. And so the notifications are turned off every night at 4 p.m. And they don't start again until 8 a.m. the next day. Nice. Um, yeah. And I tell my clients that. I let them know that... Mm-hmm. You know, if you send me a message, that's fine. You definitely can send messages at whatever time when something's on your mind. Um, But I will not be responding. I will not even be seeing them, you know, on the weekends, in the evenings, unless I choose. Sometimes I'll work a Saturday morning if my husband's at work. Um, But unless I choose to randomly go in. Um, Right. So that's really, really helped as well as, you know, those boundaries to keep you organized and, and focused.
0: Yes, absolutely. I think that's so important to like set those expectations with the clients. And, and I've said it multiple times, but whenever, when you set those expectations and the clients know what to expect, you can really create raving fans because you exceed their expectations, but you don't blur those lines either, because if you blur the lines and they're like, well, well, you were doing it now, are you going to do it again? Um, so if you work on a Saturday, do you ever message those clients through Slack? Or are you just working in the background, not not any kind of communication?
1: So, if I work on a weekend or in the evening, I schedule the messages to go out during my working hours, so they don't technically know that I was working.
0: <laughs> yes, I think that's so smart because because then that can start bl- blurring the lines. And yes, you know yeah. we love our we love our clients and we want to right. help them and everything. But I could see if you messaged them on a Saturday, they could be like, oh, well, are you going to work next Saturday? And yes, uh, start yeah. coming to expect it. Um, and then also the turning off your notifications. I think that's so important because I would go nuts if I heard um, a little wow. ding every time an email came through. Because so I probably get yeah. 50, to 50 to 100 emails a day at least, depending on how many files I'm running. Um, so I think that's super, super important is to protect those those boundaries too. Yes, I agree. And um, how do you go about like getting new clients?
1: Sure. So the awesome thing about the work I do is that I work on a retainer basis. So once I have my clients and kind of like you were just saying, right, create raving fans, like over deliver, over exceed what they're thinking they're going to get with you. And and they're going to stay with you long-term. So mm-hmm. once I have the client, we work together on, on an ongoing basis until, you know, one of us decides to part ways for some reason or another. So I don't have to continuously look for clients, um, but how I do land clients or how I did, you know, initially when I was looking for clients, um, a couple of things, one, networking and being in Facebook groups is huge. Um. A couple of my very first clients came from Facebook groups. Um, people will say, I'm looking for, or does anybody know? And, and things like that. And I think actually three of my first five came from Facebook groups. Seeing nice. people looking. Yeah. Yeah. Seeing people looking or, you know, they, you know, they put the hashtag job up um, and I reached out. Um, so Facebook groups and, and networking in there is awesome i also am part of a job leads board um for the program that i took to start freelancing so job leads come in there so people can fill out a form if they're yeah yeah it's super helpful um so they'll fill out a form what they're looking for um you know will they accept a beginner are they looking for somebody experienced do they have a budget um you know kind of what type of tasks or type of freelancer they're looking for um and then you can you can apply that way for those. So some of mine came from there as well. Um, and then the last way, the third biggest way to find clients, um, has been just word of mouth, right. And referrals. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, like as in any business, once people know you, they love your work, they see what you can do. Um, or even your friends, you tell your friends, your family about you. I mean, they'll spread your word, your name, Mm -hmm. your business to people. And, um, I've also landed a couple of clients that way too that have just, you know, came to me from hearing about me from somebody else.
0: Nice. I would say referrals are definitely our biggest biggest source of clients that yeah. we get, and um, which is great. I mean that is that is the yes. best kind of business to get because it truly speaks highly of what you're doing um, mm-hmm. and that you're doing such a great job.
1: Yeah, and that <laughs> that kind of reminds me off topic here, but not. Um, my husband always says, um, and he works at an automotive shop. He's a manager there, but he always says his best tip is a review or mm. a referral. Um, and I think that, you know, goes the same here too, right. Is an awesome client or customer, right. Spreading your name is, is just such a big compliment and so helpful to us yeah. small business owners.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I think he's so right about the review because how many times do we purchase products and we're constantly looking at like how many stars do they get? How many reviews does it have? I mean, anytime I buy something on, off of Amazon, I'm always looking for the one that has more reviews.
1: Oh, oh yes, I agree.
0: <clears throat> um, so yeah, I think that's so, so important. So I think for our listeners, if you don't have like a place for people to give you reviews, definitely get that set up.
1: Oh, for sure. I agree. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah. Um, you seem like you're pretty outgoing. Do you feel like for people to be successful as a freelancer and get clients, you need to have an outgoing personality, or do you feel like you know even people who are more reserved would still do well?
1: I I know I seem like I have an outgoing personality, but honestly, I think it's more the screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I do love talking to people and I can talk to people easily, but. I am one of those people that does not like to go to like a party or a new place by myself. Um, So I don't know how outgoing I am or not, Um, but you definitely do not need an outgoing personality to start freelancing, to land clients. um, Because, I mean, as I just shared, there's lots of ways to land clients and, you know, to decide if you're a good fit with a client, you're going to hop on a Zoom call or if, if that's really not for you hopefully you'll get to that point but you can even get on a phone call to chat with them um right. to figure out if you're a good fit you know if the if the camera or you know being face to face like this um would would be scary for you you can get there sometime but definitely do not need an outgoing personality um you of course need to be able to type and communicate well and things mm-hmm. like that so people can really get to know you um learn about you and, and things like that be professional but Outgoing, I do not think is necessary.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. And I totally agree. I am. Um, I I'd probably ride that line of if I'm outgoing or introvert, but I'm more of a natural introvert. So I can be outgoing whenever I need to be. But to be honest, um, you know, our our businesses are very much the same. You're um, freelancing, like virtual assistant, but I'm a transaction coordinator. So we just own like the transaction piece of the real estate, you know. Piece of the puzzle, right? Um, but I haven't met most of my clients. You know, I've been working with some people mm-hmm. for like six years, never once met them. And but we feel like we know each other because we talk on the phone all the time, and you know, all of the time, or whenever they reached out, we just had a consultation over the phone. Even rarely, even Zoom. But um, one of my favorite stories with one of my clients is he loves to travel. I love to travel. And we just realized, um, a couple of months ago that we were going to be flying out of the same terminal uh, within like an hour of each other going, I was going to Nashville. (laughs) He was going to Knoxville. And, um, I was like, well, if I get there an hour earlier, like you want to meet up for coffee. And so we met at Starbucks for coffee and I had been Uh working with him probably for five years and we had never met face to face, but absolutely adore him. He is such a, a wonderful person. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't awkward or anything when I met him.
1: Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's so cool. I know a lot of my clients, I only have one local client. Um, I work with a local nonprofit, um, and I'm actually their part-time director. Um, oh, is my cool. title there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I agree. All of my clients, I mean, we don't live in the same state, but so many of them, I've become, you know, good friends with because you do meet with them often and, um, you're, you're in their businesses, you know, their struggles, you know, when things are going well, you talk about their personal life that, um, I think that's really cool, you know, and someday I hope to meet some of them at least.
0: Right, uh, right. I know, I know, but it does, It it's truly opened up a whole new world to be able to work with clients that you don't have to see face-to-face and that can be on the other side of the country. I mean, you could probably technically work with people on the other side of the world. You're just, your, um, time, hour difference would be such a big difference.
1: I did. I did actually have a client from Australia. Oh, cool. um, So yeah, so we didn't really meet very often. I mean, we did our discovery call, you know, when we met to see if we would be a good fit. But other than that, we didn't meet at all. It would be more emails and voice messages for communication because, yes, we were because of the time difference. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um, I yeah, it, it is really cool. And in fact, I mean, I have a couple of VAs on my team. Um, one's in Japan, one is in the Philippines, and so. Um, they, they work my hours, but, um, yeah, we just communicate through Slack and we'll hop on zoom and stuff. I mean, it's, I think COVID in a way, some of these tools were already there, right. And people were utilizing them, but COVID in a way, like moved the technology industry up like probably five plus years and now has just opened up a whole new world because of everything had to go digital. Yep. For sure. So, um, we're kind of coming to the end of our, our episode. Um, but I always like to ask three questions. What is one piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is, um, wanting to step out and chase their dream?
1: Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that question. And honestly, I just love the mission of your podcast. I think it is so amazing that you are taking the time, first of all, um, you know, to dedicate to people that have that dream on their heart. So thank you for that, by the way. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah. But um, one piece of advice um, would definitely just be, why not? Why not take the jump? Um, we have only one life to live. Um, and so you really have nothing to lose. Um, there's that that quote, um, something along the lines of, um, what if I fall or what if I fail? Oh, but what if you fly?
0: Right. I um, love that
1: and and i just think you know it's so worth it to give it a shot and otherwise you know you could go your whole life regretting wondering was that business for me is that what i should have done you know all of the what ifs if you don't give it a a chance but if you do you can at least say say you tried it um and so i would just say just do it why not take the risk take the jump and see what happens
0: love it that is so true um you don't know what's on the other side
1: mm-hmm. exactly.
0: Um, and what then, I, is, what, oh, yeah, go ahead.
1: That's okay. One thing, um, on, on talking about that is, um, I when I was going through the process of creating my business, deciding if I was going to resign, um, I was reading a book and the devotionals in there. The week that I was reading it, um, the a lot of the the topics for each day were about closed doors and open doors mm. um, and how you know you might be looking at a closed door and maybe this was you know the job you're at now was the dream you had for your life and and what you felt called to do but but that can change and doors can close and if you're looking at a, an open door right there to to walk through it to see what's on the other side and it was so cool that that. Those devotionals were what was happening right in that season of my life, that month of my life, when I had to make that that huge decision. But I think it it's so true, right? We get stuck on. Well, I went to college. I spent all this money to do this, um, so this is what right. I have to do.
0: Right? Yeah, I think that's so important because, um, yeah, I mean, I think you can almost feel guilty a little bit if you. Do let's say you even still have a lot of student loans, and you're like, Well, this is not what I went to college for, and I can't justify mm-hmm. switching careers. Like, it is okay. My economics professor said, You're probably going to change careers seven times. Like, <laughs> getting a degree <laughs> is just the fact that, like, you can go to college and get a degree, and I don't regret it. Yep. I love it. But, but yes. yeah, I mean, I've probably changed my careers um, three or four times. Um, sure. and I just think it's, it's, a, it's another step, but that is really cool that your devotionals like really spoke to you in that moment. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I both talked about how we're both believers and I do believe, you know, like when you're truly seeking answers, like God will put them there and and provide those answers for you. Not, it might be in a song or a podcast or, um, you know, whatever, whatever he knows how you, you hear, right. So he can get it in front of you. However you best see, see it and hear it.
1: Yep. I agree.
0: So, um, that actually kind of rolls right into this next question, but, uh, what is a book or a podcast that's been real influ- really influential in your life?
1: Um, I would have to share two of my books that I was reading actually both of them. I'm normally one of those people who reads like one devotional or like a Bible study. And then I have one other book that I read in the evenings. So I can only do two usually, but, I. <laughs> I needed, I needed God to talk to me. So I was, I was reading two devotionals at the time. Um, so I'm going to share those, if that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, The first one where I talked about, it was um, focusing on closed doors, open doors and things like that. Um, that devotional was called 100 Days to Brave, Devotions mm. for Unlocking Your Most Courageous Self. I love that. And that's, yeah. And that's by Annie Downs. So <clears throat> oh, that one. I love Annie. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, that one was.
0: Huge. Oh, so sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Um, she's on the speaking team at my church in Nashville. Um oh, And no so, way. yeah, so I, I, we get to see her quite a bit, and it was, uh, she's just so, so amazing.
1: Oh, how cool! Awesome! You'll have to tell her that I brought up her book on <laughs> your yeah. podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the next time I, I moved back to Texas a couple of years ago, but the next time I'm in, in Nashville, I absolutely will. And I think she has her own podcast too. I believe I can't remember yes, what it's called.
1: I th- I think so too, um, but yes. Yeah, so then the other devotion I was also reading at that time. Again, choosing ones that, as I said, I needed. I needed some some talking to, and I knew these were, were good for you know where I was at. Um, and the other one is called "You Got This: mm. Ninety Devotions to Equip and Empower Hardworking Women."
0: Oh, I like that. That's Another very good one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's awesome. I will have to check those out, and uh, I I do enjoy devotionals. I mean, they're because they're, they're short usually, and you can kind of get yes. through them pretty quickly, especially in the mornings because you know everybody's running like hundred miles an hour in the mornings trying to get all the things done. Um, <laughs> yeah. So devotionals are great, and I'm just like you; I can really only do about two books at a time. Um, but yeah. I yeah. audio books <laughs> audio books I end up listening to like three or four at a time, and I'm like, I just need to get through one.
1: See, I've never, I've never done audiobooks. I love podcasts, though. I love podcasts. When I'm driving, I hardly ever <laughs> listen to my radio station now because, you know, I have a couple of podcasts. You're always listening to podcasts.
0: Yep. Me mm-hmm. too. I'm, I'm getting so many on my list. I'm like, I don't have time to <laughs> listen to all of them. But, um, you know, there's so many good ones out there.
1: Oh, there is. Yeah. Um, have you ever listened to Jennifer Allwood's podcast? I haven't. Oh, I think that would be right up your alley. So she's a very successful Christian business owner. So her podcast is a lot of like faith and business tied together and what, nice. you know, what that can look like. Yeah. Okay. I, I love hers.
0: I will check her podcast out. Thanks for that recommendation.
1: Yes, um, of course.
0: And lastly, how can people find you, you know, about your services, but also about your course?
1: Yeah, or for not, sure. Sorry, so uh, I- group coaching. Yeah, no problem. Um, I am very active on Instagram. So my Instagram handle is at Taylor and services. And as I said, I really talk to my people a lot on there. So even like with finding clients, um, that that's been helpful too. I've landed a couple on there because people really get to know me there. I share not only business, but inspiration. I, I talk on my stories often. So if you think if you're listening and you think we'd be good friends, you can definitely come chat with me over there.
0: Awesome. And should they just see, send you a DM about the group coaching?
1: Yeah. Yeah. If they're interested in that. And and honestly, even if they're interested in, you know getting their freelance business started, if, if you're not in freelancing yet, um, you can message me too. And I can connect you to the course that I took. Um, I could not speak more highly of it as obviously it's, changed my life drastically. So I'm more than happy to help you, you know, direct you where you can even get started freelancing if, if you're not ready for getting into group coaching with me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Taylor. This has been such a great conversation and, um, I'm excited to see, you know, what your journey looks like in the next couple of years.
1: Thank you, Chrissy. I so appreciate chatting with you, getting to know you as well. I appreciate your time as well.
0: Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd be so kind and leave me a quick review, I would love to hear from you. You can also connect with me on Instagram at Christy Winfrey. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit that follow button. And until next time, keep chasing those dreams, my friend. Remember, you are worth it.